Welcome to Student of the Game Podcast, where we help you master the fundamentals, fall in love with practice, and win at the game of life. I'm your host, Brad Knoll. Welcome to the classroom. All right, welcome back to our first episode in the new year, 2024. I'm with my guest today and new friend. I'm excited to call you a new friend, Charles Fernandez. You got a story, man. Welcome to the podcast. Brad, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I mean, it's been great to um, be able to give the uh, have the opportunity that you've given me to just share my story and just connect with you a little bit on what we've been doing, what we're chasing, and, and what we're going after uh, in this new year and, and what's to come after that. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, connect is my word of the year. So my family and I, we decided on a word as connect. And I just want to connect. I want to deepen my relationships with people. And part of this podcast has given me a platform and an opportunity to connect with more people. And, you know, I'm going to remind the listeners here, my goal of this podcast is, you know, to introduce my kids to awesome people. And I've got somebody today that, you know, I hope my kids listen to, but if they don't, you, the listener need to hear this story. So I will say this, out of all the guests we've had, maybe only two or three of them actually have a Wikipedia page, but this is the first, this is the first Olympic athlete that we've ever had on the podcast. So um, I kind of feel, Charles, if, if you don't mind, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be bold and say this. When you're a president, you don't say that's the former president. You just say President George Bush, President Barack Obama. Like when you're an Olympian, you don't say he's a former Olympian. You, you're an Olympian, man. You're an Olympian, an Olympic athlete. So what we're going to do today you're a pentathlete. Is that what you say? Absolutely. Pentathlete, five sports, which is uh, running, swimming, shooting, fencing, and a question show jumping. So for all you, all you people listening who are Olympic athletes out there, you probably competed in one sport. My man, Charles, uh, competed in five. So, uh, he's got that on you. All right. You, the listener, here's what, here's what we're doing today. At the end of last year, we talked about Janus, which is the uh, mythical Roman God. There's uh, it talks about transitions, beginning and endings. And in Roman mythology, uh, he has two heads, one looking back and one looking forward. So I don't want to get all foo-foo and talk about, you know, mythical creatures and gods and all this, but his, history has a way of repeating itself and we have to pay attention to its clues. And, and part of our podcast, Student of the Game, is all about the clues that we take from the experiences we've had. And as you, the listener, the business owner, the salesperson, the mom, the, the person driving in the car, walking the dog, we want you to hear stories that can help you win at the game of life. So Charles, let's talk, let's talk it. Olympics. Yeah, let's let's talk it. Olympics, your background, pentathlete, like five sports, man. Come on. Let, just give us some stories here to get us started. Yeah. So started, um, started at the age of 12, uh, went professional at 14, um, left school at that time. And just pretty much my whole life, uh, was dropped in that instant to focus on one thing, which was, uh, use the gifts and abilities and talents that I knew I had and see where I could go with it. It was never, the Olympics was never a competition or a goal that I grew up, you know, with, you know, having my whole life as a child. If anything, I could say climbing Everest uh, is, is one of those goals that I've had as a child. And hopefully the next two years that'll happen. But the Olympics was more in the sense that I had talents, I had gifts, I had abilities. What could I do to exponentially invest in those abilities and talents, grow, set goals, and then obviously see where I can get you know, get with those. And that for me was obviously everything leading up into the Olympics. And so starting at a very, very young age, I just went head in. But before I went head in, there was a decision that needed to be made. And I remember my dad sitting me down one day and he's like, Charles, you know, you have these goals, you have these abilities, you have these talents, you have the world at your hands. But this can't be a dream that I am going to instill on you. This can't be a dream that 
the people around you can instill in you. This is a dream that you need to decide if you want to do it or not. And with that decision, I was able to commit myself to a long-term goal that I did not at the time know what I was getting myself into. But uh, let's say 10 years later, uh, two Olympics later, I can say that um, it was well worthwhile, uh, but definitely did not come without uh, those sacrifices, definitely did not come without those blood, sweat, and and tears. And so uh, with that story, um, I was able to compete in the Olympics, both in Rio and in Tokyo for the country of Guatemala. um, And I just recently retired last year. Well, congratulations. And uh, if you don't mind, maybe maybe share how decorated you are. I saw some some gold medals and some Pan Am games and, and uh, 15th at the Olympics. So first of all, if somebody hears 15th at the Olympics and they're like, oh, man, he should have done better than that, you know, shut your face. Like, <laughs> it's the Olympics, man. That, so congratulations. What, what, are, what are some of the accolades and some of the awards that, that you won over the years? Absolutely. Um, I am a world champion um, alongside... Um, Two gold medals in the Pan American Games, being the youngest athlete to ever cho- uh, achieve uh, a gold medal in my uh, event, let alone being one of the only athletes in history competing in the sport of modern pentathlon, uh, getting two golds back to back. And so that was uh, that's a little bit of the history back there. Um, obviously, multiple world medals as well. Um, and so, yeah, it was a, a good track record uh, in the sports, um, uh, in high competition sports. But with all of that, obviously comes a transition phase, right? Obviously all that comes, uh, when you get to a point where it's like, you know, do I continue into the next Olympic games, which is Paris coming up in this year? And I easily could have done that, but there are obviously different paths of lives that one can take in order to fulfill their dreams and goals and fulfill their visions long-term. And so that's when I decided that, you know, I'm going to retire and I'm going to dedicate my life to something else that's going to give me more fulfillment and lead me closer to the long-term goals that I have um, as an individual uh, and as a performer. And so that's pretty much the background that I have uh, in sports on the result side of things. That's, that's fantastic. So the, one of the reasons why we wanted to bring you on as a first guest of the year is is for a couple of reasons. Number one, we got the Olympics this year, right? I mean, that's that's close to home. But mainly, you know, in January, there's a transition. There's a transition from last year to this year. There's a transition that happens. And the uh, definition of a transition is a change or shift from one state or subject to another. I mean, that's very basic. That's from Webster's Dictionary. But there's so many transitions in our life. And th- we are in a transition right now. And I believe in short cycle execution. I believe that the more transitions you have throughout the year, the more you can stay on track, right? And so transitions can be positive and negative. Um, transitions can be year to year. Transitions could be week to week, right? You know, today I begin a new life is one of my affirmations. So every single morning is a transition for me. And so um, right now you're doing a lot of work with transitions. You transition from an Olympic athlete to now into the the business world and you're helping other people go through transition. So I want to get into that for a second. And, and really this podcast is going to be about transition. So if you're listening and you're going through a transition right now, we all are, right? You, you, turn, the, you turn the page on 2023 to 2024, we're all going through a transition. But if you are going through a transition, whether it's a health diagnosis or a new job or a career change, or you just got told a quota that's higher than you ever been told before, and you have to work differently or think differently. These are all transitions. And so Charles, thanks for being here. Let's talk, let's talk how your background brought you to today and, and how can we help some people with transitions? So tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now and why transitions are so important to you. Absolutely. Well, uh, we can touch back on you know what you just said about short cycle execution, which what comes to mind is obviously the ability to pivot in situations or unforeseen circumstances with the tools that you have 
while maintaining obviously a clear, calm mind in order to take the decisions, right? The psychology of performance when it comes to transitioning, when it comes to pivoting, when it comes to analyzing the circumstances around you or the atmosphere around you is essential at any given level of professionalism. Anybody who can master that psychology, master that framework um, is obviously going to be somebody who's going to reach their goals faster and efficiently and effectively, right? But obviously, like you said, there's obviously transitions that happen over every single period of time, whether that be short, whether that be long, at least for me personally, right now, it's been a long transition, right? It's like saying you've been in the industry of real estate with your company and with your firm for over 20 years. What if I told you that next week is your last week of being a real estate agent or an owner or CEO of your industry? Now you need to switch into something else and it has nothing to do related to and it can't have nothing to do related to real estate. You know, that transition of itself would be a shock to your identity. It would be a shock to your purpose. It would be a shock to the trajectory that you have for your life long-term and not just for your life, but also for your family, right? That's what transitioning out of becoming an Olympic athlete and dedicating more than half of your life, half of my existence on earth to one thing, performing at the highest level and trying to be the best at what you do in the world, not just in your region. Um, and so it's been taking me about two years to do that transition, to enter into that phase where I need to identify where I'm at. That's really, really important. You need to recognize what your current circumstances are at. You know, you need to be humble. You need to be honest with yourself. And that's one of the biggest things. A lot of people are dishonest with themselves because they believe that their reality is something else, but the reality that they believe in is only the best version of themselves or the best version of the outcomes that they think they can achieve right? When in reality, you know, it's a lot more balanced than that. It's a lot more neutral than that. And when you can realize the good, the bad, the ugly, the pretty, the positive, the negative, you're in a situation where you're able to take control of the atmosphere around you. And that's when real change comes during those transition periods. So I've had to go back and look at myself and look at my values and look at my vision and look at my abilities and my strengths and my skills and my talents and say, okay, Charles, you have this. What are you going to do in order to maximize your potential long term now that you can't continue becoming an Olympic athlete? You can't continue using your body to perform at the highest levels possible. So that recognition is extremely important. And that's one of the, one, one of the biggest things when you, when you talk about uh, mastering the fundamentals. You got to understand your own fundamentals. You got to understand your own framework. You got to understand your own atmosphere before you can take that first step forward in the direction that you have planned for yourself. It's a whole planning process at that point. You could say it's very, it's very, it's, there's a lot of introspective work and there's a lot of planning and there's a lot of vision. Obviously we talk about vision planning. We talk about goal setting. All that is in, is part of mastering the fundamentals is knowing who you are, what you want to do, where you want to go, what you want to achieve, and what are you going to leverage in your life, your skills, your talents, your tools, your goals in order to uh, exponentially grow over the years to come when you're chasing that dream, when you're chasing that objective, when you're chasing that vision. Well, I, I, uh, I kind of heard a masterclass right there. I think what you just said in the last three to four minutes, we could literally talk about for an hour like that. That is a, like, first of all, go follow Charles on, on social media, uh, connect with them. This guy can coach you up. If you want more of what he just said, he can coach you up. I heard, and I could be wrong, but what I heard the fundamentals of transitioning are is kind of identity and then maybe mindset. And, and, and when I say mindset, you said you, you, you kind of glossed over calming your mind. 
Well, I'm here to tell most people that the, the truth is in school, we learned chemistry, biology, but never how to deal with anxiety, right? I mean, you know, we didn't learn how to calm our mind. We didn't learn how to take up space in, in the present, you know, and, and that's something we have to learn. And, and that's something, tell me about, let's go back to the Olympics for a second. So how did, how did you calm your mind when you're doing these sports and you got to get on a horse that you're not allowed to practice and it's given to you. And if I, if my, if I understand how this sport works, right. And, and now you got to run and shoot a gun at the same time. Like what in the world, how do you calm your mind to get through these events? Yeah. Well, uh, obviously you all have heard the phrase, you know, trust the process, right? That's phrase is thrown around so lightly that, you know, I almost hate to use it, but it's true, right? You got to trust the process and the work that you put in years before, the time before, knowing that when it's time to execute, you're not thinking about how to execute what you want to execute. You're thinking about those exponential factors that come into play when you need to deal with the emotions, when you need to deal with the pressure, when you need to deal with the psychology of performance. Everything that's technical should be automated. It's like, it's like you know a, a, a flawless execution. It should be a, a flow state of, of acting, a flow state of performing. All these things are done when you master those fundamentals and when you obviously fall in love with the practice that you dedicate to over year's end. I know that there are things that you do, Brad, in the real estate world that it's, that it's automatic. You know, don't think about it. It's, it's, almost, it's almost like driving a, a, a manual shift car. And not, obviously not many people do that here in the United States anymore. But it's understanding that you know, when you're putting gas and when you're putting the clutch and when you're changing gears – over years of time, you're not thinking about when you're going to first, to second, to third, to fourth. Obviously, all that is automated based upon the practice that you had, right? And so, like I said, it's, it's understanding that you need to accept the reality and that you're in. If something negative comes to you in, when you're performing or in your daily life, it's not that you need to deny it. It's not that you need to run away from it. It's that you need to confront it. But it's about those who confront it faster that move forward after, you know, they, they have those inconsistencies or after they have those challenges or battles. One of my favorite phrases to use is fail fast. And that's what a lot of geniuses nowadays, it's not about not failing. And that's why a lot of people say it's like, it's not about not failing. These guys fail more than anybody else on this earth, but they know how to fail and knowing how to fail is meaning they fail fast, meaning they recognize the situation, they assess it, they they go through it head on and then they pass it. And at the end of the day, it's those who stay, those who, who move forward in that mindset rather than staying in that atmosphere are the ones who are going to move forward quicker at any given pace, especially, uh, especially when you're performing at the highest levels. Nobody. And when I tell you nobody, there's nobody that doesn't feel pressure. There's nobody that doesn't feel anxiety. Everybody, no matter what you've achieved in life, will always feel those same emotions again. It's just how you deal with them in that moment. And how much of an expert you are when you execute uh, your work and your um, and your abilities uh, past those past those challenges that present themselves to you. You were in, in, a, in one of our calls, uh, getting to know each other. You had used the term micro decisions, and I kind of feel like this is where we're going right now. So, falling in love with practice is is all about all these micro decisions. Like you're you're playing all these sports, right? All, all these different uh, events, 
and you've got all these micro decisions, you know, talk, talk to the insurance agent that has micro decisions or the consultant that's listening that has micro decisions, or, you know, I want to start my own business and, and I've got, I feel like there's this big, big thing out there, but what you're, what you're really saying, you, you said a couple things is, is you talked about micro decisions, but then you also talked about the lack of quality is when you focus on the results. And I think that the micro decisions kind of, kind of coincide with that. So talk about those a little bit, talk about how you make these micro decisions throughout your day and then talk about how, how you just stop focusing on the results and, and, you know, but going back to trust in the process, what's that look like? Absolutely. So when you master the fundamentals, you master your vision, you master your goals, you master the big picture. That big picture is motivating. That big picture is fun to look at. It's, 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 this is what I'm going to achieve and I know I'm going to achieve it. You know, it's, it's applying, you know, almost the law of attraction. It's, it's almost manifesting. I hate that word too, but still it's almost manifesting what you're going to achieve. The ugly part, like we say, is falling in love with the practice. That's not fun. You know, that is the worst. I mean, that is almost the worst stage, especially starting out in something new, whether it be a startup, whether it be a business, whether it be even trying to take a big step forward in your life to make a difference, um, after living in, let's just say a lifestyle that you haven't been happy with in the past 10 years, making those changes, it's ugly. It's not fun. But the habits, the consistency, the discipline, the micro decisions that you make every single day are going to have a long-term effect. And it's about trusting that process and trusting that waking up every single day to achieve something with intentionality and with purpose is hoping that those set goals that you already frameworked for yourself and for your life in the future are there. It's just about you getting closer to them every single day. So those micro decisions is having quality. It's having excellence in your work. It's having, like I said, it's having intentionality and purpose in every single little thing that you do. You might not be there yet, but you have the hope that you will be. And when you focus on the results on a long-term basis, especially in that practice period, especially in that period where you're just, you think life is not moving forward, but you're showing up every day. You're doing what you said you're going to do. If you focus on the results, what happens is you focus on, you focus on the wrong things at the wrong time, thinking that you deserve the result, thinking that you deserve the prize, thinking that you deserve, we don't deserve anything. At the end of the day, we show up to what we need to do in hopes that, you know, we, we achieve what we want to achieve. And that hope and falling in love with practice and falling in love with the process is what we need to focus on. One of the biggest phrases that I've used uh, in my career as a professional and as an athlete is to be present is to be powerful. Meaning the more present you are today is the more powerful that you are when it comes to the influence that you have on your dreams and goals in the future. If you're focused- Time out, time out, time out, time out. You need to go back and say this again. To, To be present is to be powerful? To be present is to be powerful. That means to be present is when you are present, you have the most power when it comes to the control of your dreams and your reality long-term. Those results will speak for themselves. They will come when they need to come. You just need to show up. And that, I don't care, like I said, I don't care what industry you find yourself in. That piece of advice of showing up every single day in hopes that your dreams and goals will come true is essential and will and will be the only thing that will get you to where you want to go at a quicker pace. If you're focusing on all the noise that's happening around you, focusing, like I said, on your own results and certain things, believe me, you might get there eventually, but the process is going to be slower and it's going to hurt more. Um, and that's why it's so important 
to control your atmosphere. You got to control who's around you, who's speaking into you, what's speaking into you, what's taking time away from you. Are you being intentional with your time? If you want to be intentional with resting, be intentional with resting, rest, you know, but make sure that when you are balancing your life, whether it be balance the life of your family, of your kids, of any other extracurricular activity that you do, do it right. Do it intentionally. How do you do it right? How do you do it intentionally? Your presence. You focus on that present moment to execute to the best of your ability. And then you move forward and tomorrow's another day. Um, and all that aligns, obviously, all that aligns with the vision and the purpose that you've set for yourself based upon what? Your values and your fundamentals that will make you live a life that is fulfilled and that is that is that is purposeful towards whatever goal that you have set for yourself at the end of the day. It's an understanding that when you're on your deathbed, what do you look back at? And what are you happy? What are you proud of that you achieved? And at the end of the day, a lot of people put very objective answers, very, very, how would I say this? Very finite goals that have no value over a long period of time. It's, it's like asking yourself, what legacy am I leaving behind, right? It's, it's understanding who you are without all this noise, all this social media, all this stuff. Who are you impacting around you? At the end of the day, like that for me is, 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 is my personal, is my personal compass when it comes to what I want to achieve long-term. I'm just leveraging my skills and my abilities, uh, and my talents, my goals, and whatever it is that God has given me to just get there quicker. Right. And just to use that as, as how would I say it, as a vehicle, uh, to, to achieve what I want to achieve long-term. Time out. Student of the Game is brought to you by Knoll Team Real Estate. Our mission is to eradicate mediocre real estate transactions. On your largest financial purchase, you shouldn't have to deal with average. We do this by helping you save time, reduce your stress, and helping you keep as much money in your pocket as we can. You can help us out by introducing us to your friends or family who want to make confident real estate decisions, whether buying, selling, building, or investing. At Knoll Team Real Estate, we are connected to a group of realtors who sell one in every eight homes in North America. If you know someone moving out of your area, there's a great chance we can connect them to somebody we know, like, and trust. Remember, relationships win. Now back to the show. Here, here's my goal. My goal is to bring people on this podcast that have been there and done that. Like, I don't want people that, you know, just, just think that they have an idea. So... So transitions we talked about uh, can be positive and negative. There could be positive transitions in your life. There could be negative transitions in your life. But we are speaking with an Olympian. And we are also, uh, the listeners are high achievers. Like you, you listening right now, I know you just set some big goals. Like I know the page turned on the new year. You got some big goals. I was at dinner last night with some friends and we we're all talking about everybody's goals. You know, what's your goal? What's your goal? You know, and they're high achievers listening to this thing. But I, I want to make sure the listener didn't miss what I heard as an Olympian who competed in five different events and the high achievers listening here, sometimes we think the answer is more. Sometimes we think the answer is work harder, work more, work longer, right? And you've said a couple things. You said to be present is to be powerful. You talked about calming your mind. You talked about short cycle execution. You, you talked about some things that almost contradict what high achievers believe. You're talking about slowing down. You're talking about micro decisions. You're talking about falling in love with the practice. Talk to the people right now that are driven and they're setting goals and maybe they got too much on their plate. You know, talk to, talk to the people that, you know, have 15 goals this year and maybe should have three. You know, how, how do I become, 
How do I become an expert? How do I win at the game of life with what you're talking about, Charles? Because most of these listeners all are high achievers. They probably have too many goals. Talk to that a little bit. A lot of high achievers and a lot of successful people live with a sense of urgency, live with a sense of urgency that they're missing out on the next big thing. Believe me, once you get to the next big thing, there is nothing more, I would say, once you achieve the next big thing, there is nothing more almost empty after that, right? Because once you're there, you're there, right? It's, it's understanding that for me, my whole life, what did I want to do? I wanted to become the best at what I did in the world. And I did that. And I was there, right? If my whole life was dependent on, one, on that one goal, and me crossing the finish line at 25 years old meant that was the end of it. I mean, what do you, what do you expect that I'm going to do for the next 50 years of my life, right? But because my life has been built on a base of fundamentals and values and morals and, and concepts that will carry me into the rest of, e- of, of eternity, I live a life that's purposeful in the moment that, I, that I'm in, meaning not everything is setting everybody aside and focusing on that big dream and big goal and justifications of what, right? If there's a moment to enjoy life, you know, enjoy life, be intentional about it, right? Don't let, absolutely don't let those moments slide. That's why love, family, faith. I mean, I know all these things sound very general, but they're so powerful when you get to the end of your life. I got to the end of my life when I was 25 years old one life, right? And I almost, I almost describe it in lives, but we can describe it in chapters. A lot of high-performing individuals who are in their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, they haven't reached it yet. I already reached it at my 25 years old. So I already know what that looks like. Now it's just, okay, you know, what, what next goal is there, right? Goals are just there, obviously, to help us, you know, live those God-given dreams, goals, and talents that we have. But they are not those God-given dreams and goals and objectives and 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 deadlines are not is, is are not what's going to get you through life. It's it's those fundamentals and practices that you implement in your life every single day that's going to give you the joy and the happiness that you need in order to live a fulfilled life. And saying, okay, I'm leaving this legacy behind. What is that legacy? Knowing that I could have been successful as a human, as a father, as an entrepreneur, as a businessman, as an athlete but also um, as a friend, as a mentor. All these things are things is what we live, what we call a life that's lived in a holistic manner. We have all these components. It's not, you know, business is over here at 100% and personal life is here at 0%. Obviously, there a lot of people talk about the balance of life, which, yeah, we can talk about balance of life, but there are going to be times in life where balance is just not there. That's okay, but just make sure that you go back to that starting point that at the end of the day, you know who you are, you know what you live for, and you know what, what you base your life mission upon. And that should never be a number. That should always be a feeling of fulfillment. And if you're not happy with yourself, then there has to be some, in, there has to be some retrospective um, conversations to be had. There has to be a lot of rep- retrospective um reanalyzing of yourself in order to bring you back to the ground in order to build up again, you know, another life, a life that's going to align with those goals and knowing that when you do die, you'll be happy and you'll be fulfilled rather than saying, man, I wish, I wish I did that better. I wish I did. 
you know, there, there's so much, right? Um, and that- speak, Let's go to transitions for a second. Let's speak, speak to the people that are going through the transition that aren't, that don't feel like they're doing it well. Did you struggle with your transition? Oh my word. I mean, I think, like I said, it, it's, 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 it's needing to be honest with yourself, right? I mean, we were just talking about this off camera. It was, it was understanding that I had to live an image. I had to live a life and I had to live an identity that was, you know, that had to be an example to many people, right? And living in that identity of perfection, of showiness, of all that stuff really corrupted the reality of who I am as a human. You know, I'm not perfect. I'm not, and I don't want to, I don't want to be perfect, right? I want to do things well and I want to execute things in a professional manner, but I want to be perfect in the eyes of the world. That's not real, right? And so obviously being able to realize that like, this is not what I want. I do not want to achieve this lifestyle of imagery, of perfection, of just showiness or performing. You know, I want to be a real human. I want to connect with others and I want to understand that I am no different than anybody else. And you're no different from me. We all have these abilities. We all have these, these, these talents and these goals and these, these, these opportunities to exponentially show who, you know, what we're made of and what we can do. You can be the best of what you want to do in your industry. If you choose to do so, it all depends on what we choose to do. And so for me, like I said, mastering the fundamentals was mastering who I was, who I wanted to be and being honest with myself. Right. Understanding, oh, this was really, really nice, but I don't want that. This is who I am. This is why I want to achieve restructure all that belief system, all whatever it is that was instilled in me, which was very, very difficult. Like I said, having those ugly, honest conversations with myself and then saying, okay, this is where I'm really at. What does, what choices can I do and make in order for me to become even better than who I was yesterday? And then obviously reinvent myself through that transition process and through falling in love with practice in order to achieve the dreams and goals that I have long-term. Right. And that is, and those dreams and goals that I have long-term are massive. And I, to this day, I don't care if I've achieved two Olympics and been over 50 countries all around the world and lived my whole life doing that. Sometimes even to, to this day, I don't believe in myself that I'll achieve them. But at the end of the day, as long as I know that I'm making one step closer to those goals and to those objectives, whether or not I'll reach them is going to give me fulfillment for the rest of my life. Obviously living according to the principles and values that I believe in, uh, over a long period of time. And so that is what's going to give me the fulfillment knowing that I have these big dreams and goals, but if I don't make them, that doesn't make or break me. It's what I do today. It's how I treat others today. It's how I love others today. It's how I invest my time in the things that matter the most to me, right? That's what you need to focus on. You cannot focus on the next objective, whatever that is, or, or how to say, you can't focus on the next objective or, or the next project or the next, uh, the next deal to close. Just focus on what you're doing now and that will come when it needs to come. Being, being present is powerful, man. Uh, but before we wrap up, we're going to ask you a question. Uh, what does winning in the game of life look like for you? But, uh, but I want to just come back to a couple things that, that you were talking about. What I, what I heard you talk about was your transition is taking, was taking, took two years. And maybe it's because you were so deep into what you were and who you were that this new birth of life, this new energy just takes a little longer. If you're going through a transition, your transition may not take two years, but let me offer you some grace. It, it's okay for it to take a while. Like you, you invested, you said over half of your life, the, the, your time on earth, half of it, 50% or more, call it 51% was invested into becoming an Olympian. 
And that's part of your identity. And, and because of how deep that was, because of how deep that identity is, that transition just takes longer. If you're going through a job loss and, you just, and, and it wasn't your decision, it may take longer. It's okay. Give yourself some grace. If, uh, if, if you're struggling with your health or you have a family member struggling with your health, there's some things that are happening. Give yourself some grace in your transition period. I remember uh, during COVID, I brought this up a couple of times in the podcast, during COVID, we, you had no idea how long to plan for. You didn't have, you'd plan for a year. You, know, you couldn't set year goals. You didn't know what was happening tomorrow. You know, the country was pretty much telling you what to do. This isn't a political podcast, but I'm going to bring it back here to what my family did. We set seven-day goals. Mm. And, and every seven days, there was a transition. You know, in, in the fun, we, you know, we built a garden, we made a bonfire and, and, you know, cooked our food on the, on the open fire, you know, like back during the Oregon trail or something. And, and the reality is those were all transition periods. So my, my advice, my encouragement to you is, is first of all, take an honest look at what transition are you going through? How deep or how big of a change or how big of a transition is it? And then just afford yourself some grace. It's okay. I love, you that. know, it's okay. No, I love- um, Let's, let's get into, uh, as we wrap this up, Charles, how can the people help you out? What does winning in the game of life look like for you? Absolutely. Uh, for me, winning at the game of, in the game of life is being able to offer help, opportunity, and love to the people around me, right? I think it's extending that grace that we sometimes don't think we deserve and being able to uplift others into a better life, a life of hope, a life of of, of dreaming life of, of, of having that faith that things will get better if they need to get better. And knowing that at the end of the day, you know, we're here on this earth for a purpose. And that purpose for me personally is being able to extend a love that was extended to me unto others. You know, I don't deserve to be where I'm at today. Uh, I've worked my tail off. Absolutely. But because of grace and because of love, you know, I continue moving forward. And that is what has continuously reminded me of why I'm here on this earth in order to show others that, you know, yeah, I've achieved all these great things, but you know, I'm not bringing people down in that journey with me. Right. Uh, it's all about uplifting others. And for me, you know, personally, when I'm on my deathbed, I want to know that I've left a legacy, a legacy that might not be carried on by me, but might be carried on by the one person that was impacted by what I did for them or what I said to them in a personal manner, right? It's not living a life of urgency. It's living a life of impact. And that for me, if I can impact people on my day to day, if I can show up, be there for the people who matter the most to me or be there for the people who I have no idea where they came from or why they presented themselves in front of me, but I have an opportunity to show love, grace, and mercy. That's what I'm going to do. And, and at the end of the day, for me, it's living a life of excellency. It's knowing that I have an opportunity to be, to be better every single day. I have an opportunity to live in hope and I'm going to hope that tomorrow is better than today. And if it's not, that's fine. And I think one of the biggest things that you said to yourself, give yourself grace, man. Like today we live in a rat race that everybody's, you know, everybody's trying to be the better version of themselves, trying to compare themselves to other people. It's not real. It's not real at all. And I get caught up in that all the time. You, I mean, I can't even tell you how discouraged I feel on a daily basis sometimes when I see things, I'm just like, oh, I wish I was there without realizing that I'm here, right? And I've done this. So you do you, you know, you, you do what you need to do. You give yourself grace and be in the present moment because when you're in the present moment and you feel what you need to feel, you become more human. And that's what we need to do. We need to become more human in what we do. It's not running away from the feelings. It's not running away from the pain. It's embracing the seasons that we find ourselves in because you never know who you're going to be able to help in the future that's going through the same thing that you did in that moment. 
And that for me is, is all that I do in my life and my purpose is, is being able to translate that to other people that might not know what that compass is. Right. And that's why I am in, in the industry that I am in, you know, humans, humans, performance coaching is something that makes me so, so passionate about helping others achieve their biggest potential, their maximum success, not in the results, right? The results will come, but in the personal and understanding that there is a human side to us that we need to understand. If we don't understand that, believe me, you will get to the end of yourself eventually later down the road and you'll have to come back to the fundamentals and say, you know what? I'm not where I want to be. Why? And then you have to go through that transition, right? So it's might as well just do things right the first time and live a life that's going to give you fulfillment and happiness and joy, not without struggle. Never said that. But over a long period of time, you know that you're doing good and that you're achieving a goal that's not finite, that's going to carry on who knows how long, whether that be through you, whether it be through your family, whether that be through the people that you've impacted in the past. Um, and that, believe me, I can go to bed uh, at night in peace, knowing that that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. And, and that's, and you know, if, if success comes with that, if, if money comes with that, great, you know, if impact comes with that better, but at the end of the day, I know that I'm doing what makes me happy and bringing value to the people around me. Wow. So uh, I can't get this out of my mind to be present is to be powerful. Um, I, I think what you're saying and what, what I'm hearing here, Charles is when I'm present, I can give myself grace for the transition I'm going through. But take it a step further. When I'm present, I can give other people grace. How many times am I not going through a transition, but in my daily walk, I run into people going through transitions. You know, when I'm present, I can give the other people grace as well. Man, this is so, so good. First Olympian ever on the pod. This is an Olympic year. Uh, you shared so many great nuggets. You shared what winning looks like. If somebody's going through a transition right now, uh, how can somebody connect with you on Instagram? What, what's what's the best way to follow you? What's the best way to reach out to you? Absolutely, uh, connect uh, with me on Instagram, or even reach out to Brad and say, "Hey, I want to talk with Charles." Um, like I said, what I do now is 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 not on a very mass basis. It's very very niche. It's very very personal because obviously I care about people. I don't care about results. There's a lot of people that care about results in the industry that I'm in, and that's the only thing that drives them. Look, if that's what you want, great. If that's not what you want, you want something a little bit more personal, objective, uh, purposeful, visionary. That's what I. That's what I. That's that's what I specialize in. And and so you can always reach out to me on my Instagram at, at Charles. I think it's Charles Fernandez underscore five. Um, and as I build my life into this next phase of what I'm doing, obviously I'll bring. I'll pull out more resources. I'll do what I need to do. Hopefully build a team. Hopefully achieve the goals I want to achieve. Uh, but for right now today. Uh, just reach out to me through there, reach out to Brad. Um, and I'd be more than happy just to sit down and talk and be able to just talk through those lives, through those life changes and those transitions that you might be going to, or even enhancing your performance. You're stuck in what you want to, you're stuck in what you're doing. You want to better your life. The psychology behind that is everything. You're doing the right things, but it's like saying, you know, am I going to go to the gym without a workout plan? Or I'm just going to go to the gym to, you know, to do whatever it is, you know, having that intentionality, having that purpose is everything in life. If you want to live a life that uh, is purposeful uh, and meaningful to you and to the people around you. Uh, one of the last quotes I definitely want to share, I definitely want to get to that, um, is Eliud Kipchonge. He's the fastest marathon runner in the world. Um, and what he said once was, only the, discipline, only the disciplined ones in life are free. That quote is extremely important to understand 
when you're in performance, when you're trying to achieve uh, the best uh, at what you do uh, in, in the industry that you find yourself in. I'm a recovering free spirit, and you just said only the disciplined are free. Man, that is so good. This has been a gift. Charles, thanks so much for blessing us. First episode, uh, a true Olympian. Thank you so much. You are a gift to the people listening today. I cannot imagine you did this all on your own. I cannot believe that you are self-made. You have so much wisdom at, at a young age, and you have so much experience. The kids say, give him his flowers. I'm going to give you some flowers today from being on here. Who is somebody in your life you want to send some flowers to that has been most impactful in getting you to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, first of all, thank you so much for for what you just said. And obviously, yeah, I, you can say I've been self-made, but I mean, it's been it's been first God, obviously, and 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 just the experiences and the life story that I've had around me, and what my parents have instilled in me are values that I can apply and carry in whatever industry, whatever situation, whatever circumstance that I find myself in. There are they are translatable, uh, and those values have carried me to where I'm at today. I apply to them. I apply those to my life every single day. And so obviously, you know, to my parents, I, I definitely want to give them flowers. I definitely want to give them flowers and, and just understand that my parents have lived a life of faith and hope um, that I, I probably will never be able to ever replicate. Uh, but they've been able to set the bar really, really high to know that at least I'll try to make it my life's goal to attain it. And I know that when I try to make that my life goal to attain it, the journey to that will be great. Um, and so obviously to my parents, um, and to my brother as well, um, who supported me in this transition period and all my friends and family as well. Like I said, it hasn't been easy and God has sent angels in my life in specific seasons, specific moments to understand that I need to give myself grace and I need to open my hands and receive it instead of giving myself to people and circumstances and situations that might not be for me today. Uh, and so, yeah, sorry, that was a little bit of a rant, but I definitely want to end there. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so, if you're going to rant on sending flowers to people, I think, uh, that shows your character. So way, way to go. Uh, as we wrap up, uh, student of the game podcast is all about mastering the fundamentals, falling in love with practice, and then winning at the game of life. And, and you don't have to agree with me. You're just not right. If you don't think relationships win. <laughs> this is a podcast all about building relationships, deepening relationships, connecting with the relationships in your life. You already know everybody you need to know. Go out and deepen some connections today. So uh, as, we, as we launch 2024, uh, Charles, thanks so much for being our first guest. You, the listener, thank you for listening. Thank you for going on this journey with us. Uh, I'm excited I got a new friend in Charles. And, and if you want a new friend in Charles, you're going through a transition, feel free to reach out to him. We're gonna do some new stuff. Uh, I'm going to do some commentary and, and some recaps on, on all of our guests this year. That way you can get uh, double Charles uh, to start the year. And uh, I just want to, I just want to thank everybody. Thank the listener and let's go have a great 2024, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to student of the game podcast, whatever game you are playing, I'm cheering for you. See you in the next class.